0: Today we're going to be reading from Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30, the parable of the talents. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went out at once and had put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more, but the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness then the man who had received the one talent came master he said I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed so I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Good morning. This country of ours has
1: an obsession with the TV show, America's Got Talent. You know who you are in this room. Uh, It's a fun show. Millions and millions of viewers watching incredible acts as people try to do different amazing things and, and, and thousands upon thousands of people try to get onto the show to show off their talent that they have. Our friend David, who just read, should be on that show. He's an incredible juggler and has blessed us many times at family camp. And we, we, love, uh, we love seeing all the different uh, abilities that go on on America's Got Talent. But this morning, what I want to help us do is that we would stop watching America's Got Talent and we would actually start to go out and live And the talents that God has given us for his kingdom purposes. And that's what this parable is about this morning in Matthew 25. We call it the parable of the talents. A story that is lived in the context and is shared in the context of, of Christ's return. It is shared in the context of the Lord speaking about the fact that he will one day come back. And we should live in anticipation of that. Sometimes I think in our daily journey, we we tend to forget. Jesus is coming back. And we are to be watching. And we are to be waiting. And we are to be living life now in anticipation of Christ's return. Do you live in such a way? Do you really believe Christ is coming back? He's trying to remind us that he is. And in the meantime... He's given us talents to use and to be lived out in this life. The parable is meant to give us ideas about the kingdom of God and also about the God of the kingdom. The kingdom of God and and what it is and, and what it's all about and the God of the kingdom and his character and who he is as we live in anticipation. When you study the scriptures and you see the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, what you will find is that the kingdom of heaven is often referred to in the sense of of the spiritual kingdom, eternal kingdom, heaven. And there will be a time when we will be gathered up, those who are redeemed, into the kingdom of God. And then there is also, as we read the scriptures in reference to the kingdom of God. It's that which is visible now, today. The great prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom is present today, visible through His people, to those who are connected with Christ. And in this kingdom, there are many servants. And what you will find all throughout the scriptures is that the servants in this visible kingdom now is that there will be servants who are true and real. And there will be those who are false. That's what we saw in the parable of the wheat and tares. They grow up together. They look the same. Some were real wheat. Others were weeds. It's what we see in the parable of the ten maidens. There were five who were in anticipation of Christ's return and ready for that, and five, honestly, who could care less. And we're going to see it today in the parable of the talents. There are those who are living out true servants of Christ, and there are those who are not. It's a great parable, and it automatically raises the question, well, what are these talents I want to know? I want to use... What God is giving, what the master has bestowed upon his servants. What are they? And one of the things that we have to get over real quick is the mentality to go to America's Got Talent. We, we think it's natural ability a lot of times. God has given me all this natural ability. That's what I'm supposed to use. And we think it's, it depends on us. And it's not that. I want to spell that quickly up front. And then I want us to dig in and see the clues that the Lord gives us in this parable about what are these talents. In biblical times, a talent meant actually a, a weight. It was valuable. It was, it was either a weight of, of silver or gold that had incredible worth. And so let's look at some of the clues the, the master has given something that is valuable. Verse 14, the first clue is this. The, talent, the talents are given by the master. One of the things you need to learn real quick is they are, they are not ours. They are not ours. They're not our natural ability. They are fully from the master. It all belongs to him. Whatever these talents might be, they are given from the master. It's not something that we have. It's not something that we possess. It is given to us. The second clue that we see is that there's different amounts. Diversity was given in this, in the talents. There's one, there's three, there's five. And there's no indication, actually, that that the talents, that that one is better than five, or that that two is is better than one. That's not the point. You know, my children, and maybe your children do this as well, but everything is sort of a competition. We give out some pizza. And it's always like, well, Josh got a bigger slice of pizza than I did. And there's still tons of pizza left. It's like, you'll have plenty. Yeah, but that slice is a half a millimeter bigger. And there's one more pepperoni. And we tend to get competitive. One of the things that this parable, I think, is trying to point out is, as followers of Jesus Christ, as these talents are given out, one or two or five, it's not about being competitive with each other. God just wants to bless you with talents. And we're going to figure out what those are. But we're not to be looking at one another and saying, well, they got five, or you're always feeling like I'm the one. I'm the guy who always gets one. The scriptures aren't indicating that one is better than the other. Okay? So we see that they are not ours. They're given from the, the master. Different amounts are given. There's diversity that goes on. And then the scripture says this. It says... The talents are given according to your ability. Let me explain that. I believe it means according to your situation in life, according to some of your natural ability that you have, some of your station in life. Where are you at right now? You might be in a position of, of authority in your workplace. You might be a teacher at a school. You're placed in different places in this world and you, you have natural ability and to some of that, the Lord is giving talents that relate to that. To what already exists in who you are as a person on this planet. Now let me give you an example to maybe try to explain. My son Caleb is about to be 13 but let's say he was 16. And let's say... I had a a, a really nice uh, Jeep. I love Jeeps. I've had three in in my years. I don't have one right now. We'll see what God
0: does.
1: (laughs) I love Jeeps. And let's say, if Caleb was 16, I came to Caleb. And I said, Caleb, you're 16 years old. Here is my very cool, incredible Jeep that is absolutely just awesome. Here's the keys. I want you to just enjoy it. I entrust this Jeep to you. I'm placing the keys in your hand. And go enjoy. Go, go use it how it's meant to be used. Go, go, you, you can go off the highway in the Jeep. It's fun. And you can get dirty in the Jeep. And go and drive it like it's meant to be driven. Now, I have another son who is seven, Alex. Now, what if I came to Alex and said, here's the keys to this Jeep? Alex can't even see over the steering wheel. He cannot reach the pedals. It would be be senseless to to give him the Jeep keys. But don't I love Alex as much as I love Caleb? Caleb. Of course. But I'm going to take Alex, my seven-year-old, and we're going to go to Toys R Us, and we're going to get the little motorized Jeep that you can handle, and you can take it out, and, and I just want to bless you. Here's the talents. Go. According to your ability, your situation in life, according to what God has for you right now, according to some of your natural ability. Do you see that? The talents come. Come. From the Father. They are not ours. They are not our initial natural ability. They are given with diversity. They are given in relation to some of our natural ability and I believe some of our situation in life so that they can be used wherever we're at and that we're actually capable of handling it. But God still wants to bless us each the same, giving of the gifts of the talents. Zig Ziglar said this, You are the only person on the earth who can use your ability. You're the only one. And so God gives according to your ability, not according to the other guy's ability. And he gives. President Roosevelt said this, Do what you can with what you have where you are. Do what you can with what you have. And do it where you're at. Don't try to keep getting in another situation. Live life out right where you're at and what God has given you. Here's the other clue about the talents that we see. The talents are meant to be invested. The scriptures don't say that exactly, but we get the very clear idea when the master returns, don't we? I expected to have a return on what I gave you. You are meant to invest these talents that have been given. It's something that is to be risked. something It's venture capital that is given. It is something that is meant to earn more, these talents are. I want you to invest it. And, and, and the word to entrust, he entrusted this to us, is he places in our hands knowing that you are reliable and faithful to be able to do so. It's fun to see, Lord, you've given this to me, to invest. And the fifth thing that we see is a clue, is the investment of the talents is made on behalf of the Lord. You can't miss this. The whole purpose of it, is to bring return to the Lord, that the Lord, the Master, is the one who benefits from this. It's not about our benefit. So that God is glorified. The return comes to Him. God is revealed. The return comes to Him. But He gives it to us. This is fun. This This is adventure living. You know, a lot of us say in jest, we say this, I'm awfully good at spending other people's money. We love to do it. If someone gives us a project to do and they give us a lot of money, it's "It's real easy for me to spend other people's money. That's what Jesus is saying here. I want you to be real good at spending my money. At taking the talents that I have given you. It's not yours. Get over yourself real quick. It's not yours. It's mine. And I want you to invest it. I want you to risk. I want you to live. I want you to get outside of these church walls and use your life. And it's all going to return to me. So what are the talents given to us? What's the parable all about? If there's one word that I could give to this whole parable and what the talents are, it would be abundance. Abundance. Write it down. The parable is about the kingdom of God and the God of the kingdom. And everything about the kingdom of God and the God of the kingdom is about abundance. It's interesting as you, as you look and you see what God is actually providing here to the Jewish mind and to the time where you go, a talent is a lot. He has entrusted an abundance, all that he has, all that he is in Christ Jesus He has entrusted, put it in your hands, for you to invest. So a talent, one talent, one talent, was a day laborer's wage for 20 years. 20 years. Let's just take that in modern day money. Let's say 100 bucks a day for a day laborer. Five days a week. Times 52 weeks. You're looking at about twenty-six thousand dollars a year, times twenty years. You're looking at over a half a million dollars, five hundred and twenty-some odd thousand dollars. That's abundance, isn't it? Jesus isn't saying I'm going to give you a lot of money, but he wants you to have the idea. I want you to understand and like it. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like one who was about to leave, like Jesus did. And one who is entrusting, putting in the hands of you and me, followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples, an absolute abundance. The weight of that for a talent of silver was 100 pounds. The weight of that for a talent of gold was 200 pounds. It is abundant. Now, one of those guys got five talents. Is that abundance or what? You cannot miss, in this parable, Jesus trying to teach about the abundance of the Lord in our lives and what He is giving, us, giving to us. You see, the economy of God is not our economy. The kingdom of God and the God of the kingdom is all about abundance. In Matthew 13, we saw this. You go out and you throw out some seed, and as you throw out the seed... It will produce a crop. And it says, it produced 30, 60, a hundred-fold, right? You've got to understand something about Palestinian soil. It never produced that. Maybe twofold. Five if you're lucky. But when you sow kingdom seed, whole different economy, isn't it? Thirty, 60. A hundred. You are just throwing it out there. You're investing that seed and throwing it out. Let God's kingdom work through that. His economy is different than ours. Because He is the God of abundance. And His kingdom is a kingdom of abundance. All that He is and all that He has entrusted to us. That's crazy living, isn't it? If you can grab a hold of that and our life in Christ... And life gets pretty exciting, I think. Living in the power of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus, how how can we feed these 5,000? There's way too many. We only have a couple fish and some loaves. How is it possible? And you remember what happened in that story, don't you? Not only will all be fed... But in God's economy of abundance, you guys are going to gather up extras, leftovers, 12 baskets full. Do you want to know why? Because that's the way I work, God says. And you need to know that that's the way I work. If you keep living in your own economy, thinking that we do not have abundance from Christ, then we will bury our talent. God wants us to live it out. He wants us to use it He's given it to us. What is it that we've been given? We have been given the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of who He is. We have been given life as we've believed upon the Son, Jesus, who died for our sins on the cross and who rose again. And we believe that He is the Savior, the Son of God. We've been given that. Eternal life in Him. We have been given the Holy Spirit. And what Christ is saying as He's teaching this parable Is that you are, you and me, as followers of Christ, we are to be stewards of this. We are to be ones who take it and and are careful with it and use it and invest it. We are entrusted with all kinds of things, aren't we? We're entrusted with material wealth, we've been entrusted with with homes and and with cars and, and with computers. You know what's crazy to me is we still live as though those things are ours. We still believe that that house is mine. No, no, no. God's entrusted you with it to use for his kingdom. He's given us those things, and it's all from him. You think, but I worked hard for it. Yeah, but the fact that you even have breath and life, that's all from him. That you can even work, that's Him. Get over yourselves and start being kingdom-minded. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things are added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. You've been entrusted material wealth, you've been entrusted spiritual wealth. Again, the gospel and the Spirit of God. You've been entrusted spiritual gifts that we are to bless each other with in the world. We own none of it. It's all his. To be invested, I have given you abundance. I have given you venture capital to invest. And when we receive that abundance, you know what it does? It opens up doors of opportunity, doesn't it? Wow, you've given me this? Look at all that I can do. I tried to to phrase it like this What is the talent? The talent is this, I believe the abundance of the master providing abundant opportunity for us to invest in the kingdom of God abundance of the master providing abundant opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God that he would be glorified in these things what does Ephesians 2:10 say hey don't you know that i have prepared in advance Good works. otherwise, other words, opportunity. Don't you know I have prepared in advance good works for you to step into. Opportunity I've created because you are full of my abundance. I've given it to you. Now go use it. That's the parable. Abundance of Christ to be invested in. And he's saying to us, you've got talent. Use it. Pour it out. It's all from God. And we get the joy of living in Christ. But here's what he says about this. I have given. I have entrusted. And at the same time, dear saints, we will be held accountable. Here's the truth of the scriptures. Verse 19. After a long time, the master returned. It's a good reminder. We don't know the day or time. But it's also a good reminder that, guess what? He's returning. Let's keep living in light of that. He is returning. And it says in the scriptures, And when he came, he took an accounting of what his servants had been doing with his talents that he gave. And the first servant was so excited, when the Lord first gave him, the master gave him the talents Verse 16 says, he immediately went and invested his talents. He went and used his life right away. See, a lot of times when we think, oh, the Lord's coming, we, we watch and we wait. We're not to be putting on a bunch of white robes and our Nike tennis shoes and, and chanting chants and waiting for the Lord to come back. We're supposed to be using our lives now, serving Christ for his kingdom. We're to be watchful, yes, but we're to serve also. He went immediately and he went and made five more. It's the master's money. And this servant wanted to please the master, didn't he? As followers of Jesus Christ, dear saints, do you want to please the master? Do you really? I often have to ask myself that question Do I really want to please the master? If I do, then I'm living for him. And I'm, I'm investing what he's given me. Because what pleases the master is that the talents, his abundance is being poured out so that he is glorified. And so he returns, saying, Master, I've made five more. And there's reward here, isn't there? Well done, my good and faithful servant. They're words of of pleasure from the Master. You know what? I think each and every one of us longs for this, don't we? I coach football, and and when when these guys make a great tackle or whatever, I just love to give them praise. Ah, great job. Way to go. Way to wrap your arms around. Way to get them at the legs. Way to go. And they look and they long for that. But you know what happens during the season almost every year? kid will make a fantastic play and a dad on the sideline will just be something like, oh, you know, you should have done this. It would have been better if you did this. And it just takes the life out of that kid. You want to know why? Because we all want the master to say, well done. Are we living life in such a way? We long for that and the master He provides that. Well done, faithful servant. And not only that, I'm going to give you more abundance. You know what that is? I'm going to give you more now to invest. That you're going to get more abundance from me because the kingdom of God is full of abundance and the God of the kingdom is full of abundance. So that you can go and now take charge and have more responsibility and have more life as you use your life for the kingdom. And he has incredible joy. Enter my joy. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, Hebrews said this morning, right? What was the joy set before him? That he satisfied the heart of God. There's incredible joy and life when we're living to please the master. And we're investing our talents. You see, the same was said with a guy with two talents, wasn't it? It's not about the talents and how much you get. It's not about the talents and how much you get. It's whether or not you're using it. The one who got two returned 100%, didn't he? He lived his life out. Well done, good and faithful servant. You see, there was spiritual fruit... God's glorified lives are changed forever because people are receiving Christ. We get to be part of God's kingdom work. Us, broken vessels, yes. In all of our mess, God is using us. How cool to live adventurous living in the kingdom of God. And how cool that he actually wants to have us be part of that. You know what it's like. You've tasted when you're using your life for Christ. And you know what it does? It brings incredible joy to your soul, doesn't it? And you know and you hear from the Father. I know you do because I do. You hear, well done, faithful servant. That's how I want you to use your life. Keep using it through my power. Go, pour into this world that is broken and needy and needs to know me. And we live in his life. Irenaeus said this. The glory, the glory of God is man fully alive. The glory of God, God revealed, God shown, is man fully alive. When we are living out all that Christ intended us to be with his talents that he has given us, his abundance, it's a life of adventure, it's a life that is full of, and for you servants, as you live it out and are faithful, I'm just going to give you more. Because I don't operate in the same economy that you do. And so receive my abundance. There's a young man, his name is Nick Vajoychich. Nick Vajoychich has no arms and no legs. And I want you to go on YouTube today. And you can just type in no arms, no legs, or Nick, but Joychich is kind of hard to remember. But he has no arms and no legs. Born that way. Nick, as he grew up, and his parents and Nick, wrestled with God going, what in the world? What is going on here? His parents were faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Where's the blessing of a healthy child? God works in a different economy. Nick, as he gave his life to Jesus and he started to grow up as a teenager, he decided, you know, I'm going to use my life to to share about my life in Christ. And so he started to just share. And we get opportunity. He was unique as a person because he had no arms and no legs. And that uniqueness gave him an audience. And so as a teenager, he started to share more. And now as a young adult... This guy, with no arms and no legs, truly is the hands and feet of Christ all across the world. Nick, you were faithful with a little, with the abundance that I gave you, and because of your faithfulness, now I'm going to give you more, that you can enjoy me even more in living. And guess what happens? Nick literally has taught and given his message all across the world. No arms, no legs. Thousands of people have come to know Jesus Christ. No arms, no legs. And he just continues to live. When you watch him on the video today, you'll just see the joy of Christ pouring out through this guy. And what I've given you, I give you more. That you might have life. Use my abundance. But then there was the third servant. And he chose to bury his talent. He took all of the abundance that was given to him and he buried it. You know what the deal was? He didn't want to be a servant. He didn't want to do what the master intended him to do. He didn't want to be any part of it. Here I give you abundance, all of me. Will you take it? And he didn't take it. And he didn't take it, and he didn't use it, and he didn't allow it to affect his life, and he buried it. And then what he does when the master comes home, is he blames the master. It's really what he does. I knew you were a hard man. He's basically saying, you are a hard man. I knew you, you, you sow, and, and, and you don't reap, and yet you get all this back. I know about you. And the master's saying, oh really, he's asking a question. Really, I'm a hard man? You have that view of me, of your master? Is that your view of me? If that's really your view of me, then you would have taken the one talent and you would have put it in a bank and you would have got me the interest. What he's saying is, I have exposed you for who you are. Remember, in the kingdom of God, there are those who are real servants and those who are false. And in the end, they will all be exposed. The wheats and the tares will be pulled out. There will be accountability for how we use our talents that are not ours at all. They're all God's. Receiving his abundance and investing it and living it out. I know who you are, servant. You tried to play the game. You tried to be with me. You tried to say that you're my servant. Well, you know what? Judas did the same thing. Hung out with me for three years, but he really had no part of me. Oh, he missed on all the abundance of Christ. You know, this servant doesn't really think the master's coming back. This servant doesn't really believe the master's going to judge. This servant doesn't care anything about the work of the master. And because you want nothing to do with me, servant, then that will be the case for all of eternity. And you will go to a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because my abundance needs to be poured out and given so that it continues to go out and that God is glorified. Don't you understand? To each and every one, God is allowing his abundance to be received. He's giving it. But does he ever force you or me to say, I will take it. He doesn't. Proverbs 24 speaks to one who wasted his abundance. A man went past the field of the sluggard, past the vineyard of a man who lacks judgment. Thorns had come up everywhere, and the ground was covered with weeds, and the stone wall was in ruins. And I applied my heart to what I observed, and I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. John Ortberg says, everybody gets a vineyard. We all start off. But what this man saw in Proverbs 24 was a wasted vineyard. You see, in Palestinian culture, to have a vineyard is, meant you had everything. A vineyard produced life. A vineyard produced income. A vineyard produced grapes that that made wine, that provided joy. A vineyard was to be used in the community. A vineyard gave you every opportunity in life, period. And he went by and saw one in Proverbs 24 who wasted his vineyard. And it was death. Our lives are, are meant to be productive. Our lives are meant to pour out, to use the grapes that grow to bless others, to, to take the abundance of Christ, and vineyards always had that abundance, the clusters, abundant. And I walked by, and it was all in ruins. Our lives are meant to be invested the kingdom of God it is all given to us it is all from him imparted to us and I just want to wrap up this morning being very practical grab your bulletins how is it today that we invest these talents that come straight from God that are not our own that are to be used for his kingdom and I just want to get you started in thinking through what's in the bulletin. That your lives are meant to be used. The food cupboard. We we provide food for families in this church and families outside of this church who are hungry, where jobs are lost and they need a little extra because the money needs to go to pay some bills. I want to tell you something, too. Every Wednesday, you need to know this. Every Wednesday, a gentleman in this body, he goes to Albertsons. Albertsons throws away tons of food when the expiration date comes up, or it's close to it. Every Wednesday, one of our brothers in the body goes and he gathers a ton of of bread and and pastry, and it's it's all stuff that goes stale if we don't use it. And so I merely mean this. Because I'm so tired of seeing stale stuff in the kitchen. Kills me. On Wednesdays, I want you to come. And if you know people who could use some bread, it's good bread. I, I, I eat it because I don't want it to go to waste. It's good. Those donuts, you know, who wants them to go to waste? But I mean it, does, it goes stale. And that, I just don't think that's good. Come on Wednesdays, let one of the gals at the front just say, hey, I'm going to grab some some uh, bread back here, and it could be for yourself, that's fine, or for others. But get it, would you? I don't want to see these things left over in our kitchen. And The King's Garden, how do you invest your life? King's Garden is growing all this produce out here. Come and and, and help, and come and, and get the produce, and then think about those that you can bring fresh produce to. How are we investing our lives? We have all of our field staff in town. A bunch of them, anyway. Manning's and the Armstrong's are here. The Arlages are going to have a luncheon today. You think that money's yours? Get over it. Why don't you pour some finance into their ministry as they're bringing the love of Jesus to places that's really hard to bring the love of Jesus to? We got children's ministry. How about getting wet and messy for Jesus? You know? High school ministry, loving high school kids, using your life. How are you investing your life? We have international students, Bob and Belle Lawton, who minister to international students. Keena and I and the family did this. I told you about our dear one, Clementine. You know what she said at the end of our time? Trying to get choked up. We were out having dinner, and she said... She goes, Rod, I want you to know something. I've never, I've never in my whole life ever experienced the love that you have for your wife and that she has for you. I've never experienced this kind of love that I've received from a family, not my own. And thank you. And then we sent her on the plane back to France. The glory of God is man fully alive. You don't think that was living for us? That was living. So call Bob and Belva. and say, we want an international student just to pour into. This is just a kickstart, right? God has said, I've given you my abundance, and it provides abundant opportunity, so invest it for the kingdom of God. Amen. Father, just uh, use us this morning, we pray. Stir us up through your spirit. And I just pray, Father, that you would live through us today, that we would receive you, receive your abundance. And Lord, bring to mind, stir us from the core on where we can use our lives, because we want to live for you today. In your precious name, amen.